Thank you, Brother Odori. And thank you all for raising your voices and singing to our God. You know, we serve a mighty, a mighty God. He is awesome in all his ways. And I just thank him so much for giving us the mindset to be here today. He's definitely worthy of our worship and of our praise, our undivided attention. So I am just so thankful for the God that we serve. And we are so blessed here at Locust Grove. We are extremely blessed. You know, not only do I look around and see the things that he has blessed us with physically on the property and, you know, just you being here, but even some of your testimonies, you know, just knowing a snippet of some things that you have gone through and the things that God has brought you through. Amen. We serve a mighty, awesome God. Amen. And I am so thankful just to, to be here today. He, he is more than worthy of us praising him. I mean, just more than worthy. You know, today, I, you know, I just wanted to point out some things. Not only has he blessed us, you know, with some, some things that have gone on in our lives, but he has blessed us, uh, you know, in a lot of mighty ways. You know, and I'm just thankful as Brother May is out on his, you know, medical uh, leave from the pulpit, that brothers are able to step up. You know, every congregation can't, can't say that. You know, they may have one, you know, brother that may step up, but here we've been blessed with several. And that's just not to be taken lightly. And, and you, know, uh, you know, the title of my lesson today is, Who Are You Trying to Impress? And I, I just think of those brothers that uh, we have asked to step up and, and preach. And, you know, there's several brothers here that I've been impressed with along the way. But, you know, I look at Brother Jackson. I, I, I'm impressed with that brother. You know, I, I met him, you know, several years ago down at uh, Chapel Hill in, in Macon. And just always look forward to your teaching. And from the beginning, I've been impressed with the way that he teaches. You know, I, you know I'm up here to, to, to give the message, but I, I don't consider myself a preacher. I'm, I'm just going to share some, some scriptures with you. But this brother, you know, he, he gets into his preaching and his teaching. And not only that, but he's thorough. You know, so I'm impressed with Brother Jackson. You know, I look at uh, Brother Gerard and... I'm impressed. I've been impressed along the way. I've seen that brother grow, uh, you know, in his, his knowledge of God's word and just to be able to get up and teach Amen. and how he's grown. I've been impressed with that aspect of that brother. And I look at Kyrie, I just remember him coming on the scene, you know, dating Polly and, and just how he's grown in God's word as well and stepped up, you know, as being a, a, a parent, a father of, of two young girls. You know, he reminds me so much of myself growing up, but I've been impressed, you know, with that brother. And that, there's been others, you know, but Brother May, you know, I, I've, you know, have been extremely impressed with, with Brother May. Amen. Amen. You, you know, not every preacher is willing to step down and, and take medical leave and let some other brothers get up and preach. And not even just when they're on medical leave, but, you know, hey, if you want to got a message to give and we think you're going to be sound, hey, go for it. Amen. And he encourages that. And I know that I would not be where I am in, in my faith if it wasn't for that brother. You know, I, you know, I've been in the church since, you know, uh, with Georgia, you know, being married and then, you know, getting in the church. But it wasn't always that I would speak up and, you know, participate in all those things. And that brother has encouraged me. And I look at him as, as like my big brother. You know, and I, I, I admire him, and, and I'm impressed with him. Y'all don't tell him that, though, okay? Don't, <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> 
But I am definitely impressed with that brother. <clears throat> you know, so you just never know who's looking at you, who you are impressing. Even though you're not trying to impress somebody, you don't know what young person is looking at you or even an older person for that matter. You don't know. But you are impressing somebody. Believe it or not, you are impressing somebody. No matter how young you are, you know, look at Jacob and Jeremiah. There's somebody younger than them looking up to them thinking that they are the big kids. You know, I look at uh, Hadori and Jamal. They're, they're, these younger brothers are looking at you and, and admire you, Hannah and Taylor. Guarantee you, the younger folks are looking at you and you are impressing them one way or the other. One way or the other, you are impressing somebody. You know, on uh, Wednesday night, uh, you know, this past Wednesday, we were looking at the uh, Acts chapter 7 and getting into 8 and, you know, looking at Stephen, you know, that first Christian martyr. You know, it says that in that, that chapter 7 that he was, you know, in front of, in front of the uh, Sanhedrin council and they were falsely accusing him of blasphemy. And he was uh, rebuking them. He had to show you, hey, no, I'm, I'm not blasphemy. And he kind of stepped on their toes. And it said that he, Stephen was, was in, in, in that chapter, it also says that they were national, they, they were mad at him. They were national teeth, they were looking at him all mean. You know how folks look at you, like they just can't stand you, like you, they're just cutting you. But they were looking at him that way. And then they said Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. And then he said he looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on his right hand side. And he said that out loud and man, they, they got even more angry and took him out to the city to stone him. But even through all that, Stephen had calm and peace about himself. Now that, that's, that's impressive. You know, we look at Job and some others and, and, and say, well, man, you know, if I was tested like that, it, it's impressive. And all these years later, we're still impressed by Stephen's story. But, let's see, let me get this here. You know, what was read into your, your hearing today was uh, Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And it says, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Mm. Pointing out what he's boosting himself up, in other words. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all of those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What is your intent? You know, sometimes you intentionally try to impress somebody else. But what, what's your intent? What, what are you trying to do? <laughs> who, who are you trying to impress? You know, I, I remember uh, back in elementary school, I think I was probably in the third grade or so, 
Southside Elementary. You know, they had this nice playground out there. It was definitely not nice compared to this day and time. But we had a big dirt hill out there. And that was, seemed like the, the, the center of the attraction on the playground. And we had these guys, the, the Baker boys. Yeah, actually we had a set of twins. And these boys, I, I, man, these boys, they, they should have been in the Olympics. I, I kid you not, I have seen them do backflips off of a roof. These boys were just, you know. And every day at recess, you know, they would go and, and do all these flips off the hill. You know, and everybody would just stand around and just, ooh, you know, that's, man, wow, that's impressive. Well, you know, one day I, I said, well, you know, I, I can do that too. I'm going to impress y'all. <laughs> Let me show y'all what I can do. I remember, you know, running full speed, you know, just, just like the gymnasts do, you know, just running. And did my little cartwheel up on the hill. I was going to do me a back somersault and all that. Well, I remember, you know, the back of my head hitting the ground. I remember seeing a few stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember a bunch of oohs and a bunch of laughter. Well, needless to say, you know, I was trying to show out and impress them, but the impression didn't go, go the right way. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, even in elementary school, you, you, you try to impress folks. You know, I also remember, uh, my mom don't know this, but... You know, in elementary school, even at that age, you know, I, I was trying to impress the wrong folks. You know, I had this cursing problem. You ain't heard that. <laughs> but I had this problem cursing, just trying to, you know, be big and bad and curse like the rest of them. And I knew that wasn't me. You know, after I came to my senses, you know, I, I thankfully, thank God, you know, I, I put that to a head. I, I stopped that. But, you know, just trying to impress the wrong folks. And, and, you know, even at Jeremiah and Jacob's age, you know, you have to be careful who you're trying to impress. Those of you at, at an older age, you need to be careful of who you're trying to impress. Even, you know, in high school, you know, you, you, you try to impress those. You try to fit into, you know, the good crowd. You try to fit into those that you think are cool. You know, that may lead you to smoking, drugs, sex, and all these other things, trying to impress the wrong folks. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's not by chance that, you know, these vaping commercials, they're going through this big lawsuit now that, you know, they're commercials that were targeting young folks, trying to impress upon them that it was cool. And we went through the same thing. I remember Joe Cool and all these other commercials that they had on back then to, to get you to smoke cigarettes. And we see where that leads. Even though you know the dangers of it, they're impressing upon you that this is the cool thing to do. So be careful of who you let impress you and what you're doing to impress others. And it's not just young folks. You know, it's grown folks too. Believe it or not, you are trying to impress somebody. Regardless if it's on the, the job or out in the world, you're, you're trying to impress somebody. You need to be careful of who you're trying to impress at work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to do a good job and to try to move up the ladder, and that's, that's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent. But, but, you know, now that you're 
taking showers every day and trying to smell good and all this stuff to impress somebody. What's your intent? Who are you really trying to impress? And not even in the workplace. You know, I, I, I see some of these brothers and, you know, not brothers in the church, but I see some of these guys, 30, 40, 50 years old. You know, I work downtown and right there on Peachtree Street. And, a, you know, big building. And I tell you, most of the time I'm on a call or what have you, I have to mute my mic because somebody's riding down the road with their music blasting and rumbling the whole building. I mean, these multi-story buildings and the whole building is vibrating. But who are you trying to impress? Uh, you don't do that because you just want to hear the music. You can hear that way several decibels down. But who are you trying to impress? You know, and, and, and ladies, and it's not just in the workplace. You even come in the church. Uh, what, not, not just in the church, but when you're out, showing cleavage. Why? Who are you trying to impress? You saw them. You saw them before you left the house. You saw them. Hey, you, you wanted to make sure they looked good. And they propped up right. You know, you, you did that before you left the house. So who are you trying to impress? It, it wasn't because it's so hot outside and this will give you that little bit of extra coolness. It, it wasn't it. That, that wasn't it. And some of you even left the house today. You looked in the mirror, and before you left out, you, you did that. Yeah. You, you looked at it. You look at it to make sure, hey, is it looking right? You did that. <laughs> Why? Who are you trying to impress? Young folks alike. I mean, it, you know, it goes both. So, ladies, it don't take, I've said many times, it don't take all that. You know, for me, as a man, that, that, that shows to me that, I mean, it's just me. It's just me. It shows that a little bit of desperation. It, it shows that, please look at me. Look at what I got. Look at me. I've said this several times, and it don't take all that. If a man see, you know, I see these, uh, I don't know what, what their religion, but you see they, they are all in black or, you know, covered from top to bottom with this gown, and all you see is the slit of their eyes. Guarantee if they're walking across the road and, and a man see just a little bit of a bump, a curve, then he about running to another car, about to break his neck looking at it. So it don't take all that to try to impress it really doesn't. And actually, that was one thing about my wife. I mean, she's, man, when I, I think about, you know, eloquence, you know, I, and, and just regal, I, I think about my wife. I mean, she is just, uh, she never had to show cleavage and show all these things. And that, that was one thing that caught my eye, that she was different from all the other girls that was walking the yard. She didn't have to do all that. And that was the thing that caught my eye. So if you expect for someone to look at you and to treat you with the utmost respect, <clears throat> especially, you know, a Christian, that's what you need to put out, that, hey, I'm a Christian. Don't, don't, don't lower your standards, get down and say, you know, well, I'll accept you for right now. But, you know, marriage and all these things have never been at the forefront. That, that hadn't been your, your bar. You, you didn't even, 
y'all been dating or, or whatever for months, and you ain't said nothing about God, you ain't said nothing about your uh, expectation to get married and have a family someday, well, that, that's, where you, that's the bar you set was low. So who are you trying to impress? Whoever you're trying to impress, that's what you're going to get. So be careful of who you're trying to impress. And then, you know, my, my daughter is about to go off to college. And some of you that have been off to college, you, you know, it's going to be a whole new set of rules. You got a party every weekend. Mommy and daddy don't really know what time you come in. So you, you, you're going to take it up on yourself. And some, some of us did, too. You get there, and you got to say, well, you know what? I'm going to have to show them that I can do the latest dances, too. I'm going to show them that I can pop, lock, and drop it just like everybody else. I got to show them that I got cleavage just like the rest of them. I got to show them what I got. This is my time to shine. Who are you trying to impress? You are a Christian. And I tell my daughters all the time, don't, don't be somebody or something that you're not meant to be. You know, the, the harder you try, that, that's what you're going to become. You know, uh, uh, you know, we talked about the, the smoking and, and even drinking. You know, somebody impressed you at some point. And I you know, remember my dad, you know, loved my dad. You know, actually, he passed away 46 years old. A couple of days ago, he would have been 72. And I remember having a conversation with him, and, you know, he told me that he started drinking alcohol, like in the third grade, elementary school. And he, you know, his dad drank, and, you know, it was just a generational thing. And, and he was impressed with it, and that's what he decided to do. And, you know, an alcoholic never decides that they're going to be an alcoholic. Amen. You know, you know what, I'm, I'm going to drink this because I want to be an alcoholic. No one... Uh, becomes a crackhead because they want to be a crackhead. You know, they well, let me smoke this marijuana. And next thing you know, they, they hooked on something way more powerful because they tried to either impress somebody or somebody impressed that upon them. So be careful of who you're trying to impress and who impress you. As a Christian, don't, don't be somebody that you're not meant to be. You know right from wrong. No matter what your age is. Everyone here at Locust Grove, you, you know you, you know right from wrong, you, regardless if it's, it's the drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is, it has been taught here in this place. Don't be somebody that you're not meant to be. Now, you don't know how you're going to affect somebody else. Somebody is looking at you. Somebody is looking at you to be that Christian. It doesn't matter what the age is. Somebody is looking at you. Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? You know, kids, you, know, you may think, well, you know, I'm too young. Nobody's looking at me. But somebody is. It may be that popular kid that's at school and think they are all that, but is turmoil at home. You don't know what's going on at home. You don't know how you can impress upon them that God is the way, no matter what it is. It may be that person that is quiet in the corner. The, the person that everybody picks on because of what they wear. You, you don't know, they may not have anything to eat at home. You don't know what other people are going through. They may be looking at you. They may not say nothing to you, but they're looking at you. Why don't you be that difference in their life? You know, Deuteronomy. I'm sorry, uh, let me go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 
uh, 4 and 12. It says, Do not, don't let anyone look down on you because of your, uh, you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Be the difference. Don't, don't be the one out there cursing like everybody else. You are different. You're not meant to be the cursor. You are meant to be that one that speaks as an oracle of God. You are that person. You are the person that should make a difference no matter what grade you're in, no matter if you're as little as Jeremiah and Jacob, you know, Q and J, uh, those that are in uh, Harrison and Hamilton, Jasmine. You know, be a difference. Be a difference. You know right from wrong, even at the age that y'all are, in speech. You know, and not only in speech, but in conduct. Be different. You know, a fool always needs an audience. Don't, don't be the fool in school. Don't be that fool. You're not meant to be a fool. No matter how much attention you want, you are not meant to be the fool. But the more that you practice at it, that's what you're going to be. And you're going to end up being an old fool because that's what you started practicing. That's what you wanted to be, but you're not meant to be that. You know, in love, you know, that, like I said, that, that person that is there that, that's sitting in the corner, that person that somebody else is picking on, you know, that person at work that, that you know, is going through domestic violence or no matter what they're going through. You, know, you be that difference. You be that shining light that they need by your conduct, by the things that you say, by how you reach out. You know, Paul mentioned over in uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, uh, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Mm -hmm. Be the example. Mm -hmm. Be the example. Mm -hmm. Be who you are meant to be. Mm -hmm. You are meant to be an example through Christ. Mm -hmm. You know right from wrong no matter what your age. I can't keep saying that enough because this is messages for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're 75 years old. You are to be an example for someone else. So look at Sister Tillman, my mom, Sister uh, Connor, Mildred. Um, you know, you all are an example for the younger generation. I mean, not only the younger generation, but some of the older generation. You are. You are the example. Be the example. You know, we all got a job to do. You know, of course, we, you know, our great commission is to go out into the world preaching and baptizing those. But, you know, it starts here, too. You, you have a profound effect on those that you are around today. Be the example. Be an impression upon them. You can do it. it it's you. That, don't wait for somebody else to be the impression or the example. It's you. You have the power to, to change things. You have power to change things in the name of God. You know, I remember back, you know, uh, Jamal and uh, remember Corey and some other young ones, uh, Hodori and your brother, when y'all was here, you know, man, this place was bustling with high schoolers. They were inviting the other high schoolers to come. What happened? Who are you trying to impress? The, 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 do your friends, you know, do they know about the Church of Christ? Have you mentioned it to them? Who are you trying to impress or, or, or is your conversation about the latest lyrics of, from Cardi B and all these other folks? Do they know that you're a Christian? Harrison, Hamilton, QJ, do they know you're a Christian? You know, hey, we, we should be bustling with, with, with high schoolers and middle schoolers here. 
you all have a job to do too. And not only you all, but hey, adults, you know, mention, hey, we should be busting at the seams here. Yeah. You know, we all have something to do. And, 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 you know, parents, you have a great job to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. You know, I, growing up, you know, I, I'm impressed by my mom. I can tell you that. I, I'm impressed by her. You know, we, we didn't grow up with much. We didn't have much. And if you look at the state of Arkansas, it's one of the poorest state, states in the union. And not even being one of the poorest states in the union, we was on the low, low end of, of that. <laughs> we didn't have much, but we, man, I, I didn't know I didn't have nothing until I was grown. <laughs> but, you know, I just remember, you know, her. I don't remember missing a Sunday at church. I don't ever remember her being missing a Sunday at church. You know, so, and, and working, I had to, man, about to wrestle her down to retire. <laughs> Talk about a hard work, and always still to this day, you know, as in her retire, always out in the yard, always doing, always working. And, you know, some of you say to me, you know, you need to sit down sometimes, <laughs> but that's where I get it from. Because she has impressed upon me hard work ethic, you know, working. And not only that, but I thank her so much. The impression that she gave on me and my, my uh, family was the importance of going to church. Yeah. You know, I, even in college, you know, my daughter can close her ears. But, you know, I, I, yeah, I went to a few parties. <laughs> this was before I went. I was in the church before I met Georgia. You know, this was before. <laughs> But going to the, you know, stuff like that. And, but I guarantee you, I did not miss a Sunday at church, mm-hmm. even in college. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, what, of course, I was not in, in the Church of Christ, wasn't in the right church. But she at least instilled that in me. So parents today, you know, put this, this needs to be impressed upon them. You know, Stephanie, I commend you. I'm impressed with you. Don't give up. You need to be here. Bring them boys here. Because you don't know how you are impressing upon them. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what my mom did. And I, you know, one thing that I, you know, wished you know, I, I admired my dad. You know, he was one of those that could do anything. You know, I remember, um, you know, one time we we replaced all the windows in the house, and this was before the internet and all this stuff. And and, and we had like two doors on the front. And he, I mean, he just reconfigured the whole house. And this was before, the, like I said, the internet and all that stuff. And, you know, that's why, you know, I was happy to do the windows ne- next door to get on that project because it reminded me of something that I did with my dad. But the two things that I wish that he would have done that would have impressed me tremendously was if he would have given his life over to Christ, number one, because that would have taken care of everything else. And, and number two is if he would have stop drinking. That would have impressed me more than anything that he did. You know, as smart as he was, if, if he would have done, if he would have done that, that would have impressed me tremendously to get over something that he struggled with. Now, now some of you as parents today, I mean, you, 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 you don't have the best relationship with your children. 
It may be because you're not home like you're supposed to be. It may be because you are, are, you know, got an addiction to smoking or drinking or something like that. But if they saw you get over that, if they say, man, dad could stop smoking, a mom could stop doing this, or dad turned his right, he, he got rid of all those folks that he was trying to impress and hang out with, and he turned, he turned his focus on us. You, you don't know how impressive that will be to your, your kids. You just don't understand the impression that you hold upon them. Uh, continuing on in, in uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 7. Impress them, impress them uh, on your children. Talk about them when you sit at your home and when you walk around along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frame of your houses and on your gates. Everybody should know you're a Christian. I mean, if they, if they know you, they should know you're a Christian. If they know your name, they should know you're a Christian. Your neighbors, they should know you're a Christian. You may not even speak to your neighbors, but they should see you getting up every Sunday going to church. Everybody should know you're a Christian. Who are you trying to impress? Are you ashamed? You know, some of you are so ashamed you won't even say, have a blessed day. <laughs> Who are you impressing with that? You, you go out to eat, you know, with, to lunch with, with some coworkers, and they don't even see you take a pause to pray. Who, who are you trying to impress? And how are you doing it? We have a great responsibility as a Christian. We are representatives of Christ, and people have to know it. Parents, we have a great, great, great responsibility. It, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean much, well, it does mean much, but just thinking that the commandment is to go out to the all nations. But if, if you don't take care of home, why are you going out? You got to take care of your, your siblings. You got to take care of your, your children, rather. That's your responsibility. God is looking for a godly seed. You look, read over in Malachi. That, that's, that's what it's for. That's, when you have children, it's, it's for God. And you got that responsibility to bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. Now, I'm going to share this, and she's going to be mad at me. This is uh, something that Ari wrote. She was writing a, a paper the other day. And, and she put this in it. And she's going to be probably, you know, embarrassed that I, I read this. But it says, this is a screenshot that she sent me uh, that she was about to turn in. It says, when I think about the leaders in my life, the leader that continues to make the biggest impact on me is my father. I have grown up in the Church of Christ, so faith plays a big role in how I live day to day. When I was younger, I remember going to church and seeing the men get up to serve. My father served, but in the beginning, he was not one who would speak up much in Bible study or volunteer every chance he got. As I got older, I saw his faith grow, and he became heavily involved in the church. His growth led him to, pre uh, to teach, preach, and even become a deacon, and just recently an elder. My family now practically lives at church, and I, think, and I think that is a huge testament to my father stepping up and becoming a leader through his faith. Him being such a leader at church allowed my faith 
to grow into what it is now. His actions have taught me the importance of keeping God first and how to be a godly example to others. I may not be able to preach a sermon on Sundays like him, but I can be a leader for Christ like he is each and every day. And I cherish him and show, uh, for showing me what a true Christian leader is like. See that, man, you know, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that, that is the impact that we should have on our children. You know, I hope and pray when, when Hannah goes off, that it, we, we've instilled that in her, that, hey, you better be at church on Sunday. You know, not only being in church, but you better take heed to what's being preached and what's being taught. You know, you know what's right being taught. If, 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 if you're at a congregation and they not abiding by the Bible, hey, you need to go somewhere. She knows all that. So I'm, I'm hoping, just like with my mom, the importance of, hey, you need to be at church. I, I, I want to impress that upon my kids. That's important that you put your faith first, not just by show. You know, it, 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 it's just like the public. It's not about show. This is the real deal. You know, God is all, the God that we serve is all powerful, all knowing. So when you venture out at the party that you know you shouldn't be in, we talked about this with the kids before, you know, the, over in Sunday school, is it wrong to party? It just depends on what party you're going to. <laughs> you know, if you're going to a frat party or a sorority party, you know there's going to be some, uh, maybe some drinking, some, some raunchy music, all this stuff. That ain't where you need to be. Now, some, uh, if, if Jasmine's having a birthday party, hmm, that's okay. That's a party. It's a birthday party, but you know it ain't going to be some craziness going on. So... But you know, um, so we, we try to impress, I'm hoping that you know, the right impression is impressed upon, you, you got to be careful. Who are you trying to impress? We have to impress our kids. Now you, you, you may be one of those that say, well, you know, I don't care what nobody think about me. I'm, I'm just me. I do what I want to do. I ain't trying to impress nobody. Some of you in here don't say that. I ain't trying to impress nobody. That, yeah, I've said that before. I don't care what you think. As a Christian, you cannot have that attitude. <laughs> you cannot have the attitude that I don't care what you think about me. You say, why not, Brother Bobby? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know them. They don't know me. Because you are a Christian. You are a representative of Christ. You have to care what other people think about you. Now, now, you can't change somebody's mind. Now, they just hate you because of the color of your skin or hate you because God's blessing you. That's, that's on them. But the impression that you give off has to be that of Christ. Now, Matthew 5, 14 and 15. Ye are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You can't say, I don't care what you think. You can't say, I, I'm just being me. You are the light of the world. We are the salt of the, earth, of the world, salt of the earth. We are different. 
is it Romans 12 uh, 2? You know, you, we can't be conformed to this world. We have to be different. We are different. Now, somebody can't look at you and say, well, you know, they dance just like we dance. All right, hey, they, they, they fit in with us. They, they, they're talking the same things that we're talking. They fit in with us. You are different. You are to impress upon them the things of Jesus Christ. You are the living epistle. You are supposed to go out into the world and show them what the light is, what the difference is. You are different. We are to be an impression upon this sin-sick world. You have a responsibility. Each and every one that's sitting here today, you have a responsibility. Yes, sir. It doesn't matter how old, how young. And I, I've mentioned this before as well, you know, Sister Shaniqua, and, and, and I, uh, I think about it almost every day, you know, Sister Leslie. Man, that, that woman, you're talking about having an impression, and she has had an impression on me. I mean, I miss her dearly, and I hope and pray that we can get back to visit soon. But man, if that woman could be here, she would be here. Anytime. I mean, she would live up here if she could. And just thinking her being in the nursing home still, that's how Shaniqua got here, met her, met her at the nursing home. And now look, look at the result. You don't know who you're going to impress and how you're going to impress them. Guarantee you're impressing somebody. You're giving an impression off. But what is it? But what is it? Who are you trying to impress? You know, the, the, the main thing is that as parents, we need to impress our kids. And not only our kids, but if you're married, husband and wife, you know, I try to impress my wife. You know, I've been looking at myself lately with, with the gut and all. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to get that back right. Because, <laughs> you know, not to impress myself, but I, man, I saw my wife looking at me the other day. She was looking at my stomach. I, I, uh, like, hey, my eyes are right here, you know. <laughs> but, I, you know, no matter what, I, I, I need to impress my wife. You know, she needs to impress me. You know, I need to take a shower and get smelling good coming to bed. Don't, you know, not while I'm going to work. <laughs> it, it, so you need to impress not only that, but, you know, uh, you know, brothers, if you're having issues at home, I mean, the, 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 what would cut out majority of your problems is if you just come to church. Be faithful coming to church. That's half your battle. You know, if your wife want to get mad at you for coming up to the church, Man, you, you better be happy that that's all she got to be mad about. You're always up at the church. Oh, yeah, thank you. You know, so you, we need to get back to impressing our husbands, our wives. We need to impress upon our children that which God has commanded us to do. But not only that, we need to impress God. I'm wrapping up here. Uh, Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. It says, and, Jesus, and when Jesus was entering to Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Jesus said, you know, I get this all the time. I'll, I'll come and heal him. I, your faith brought you here. And... and, and you know, I'll, I'll go and, and, and heal him. You know, we see that often, you know, in the Bible, several examples. 
you know, the, the man that brought the uh, paralyzed man to him. You know, uh, not even that, but, you know, you look at the, uh, was it Jairus, King Jairus, and his daughter was dying. You know, so coming to him, and, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come and heal him. You know, but, but we read on. It says in verse 8, And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Okay, all right, Jesus, okay, all right. For I am, but then the satiria continued on in verse 9. Uh-oh, let me go back. Yeah, verse 9, he says, uh, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. So this is, you know, the centurion, he, he was a uh, commander in the army. So he had some clout. You know, it wasn't just anybody. You know, so this, for one, you know, somebody that, that has it going on, you know, to humble themselves and say, Lord, I, I know my help comes from you. I don't do anything of my own. I, 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 my faith is in you and all that I do. And see, you know, when you, when you have great faith in God, you know, everything else falls in order. You know, you're not trying to boost yourself up. You're not trying to talk all loud so people can see you because you know all things are going to work out for the good. Mm -hmm. If you stay in your lane as a Christian, everything else works out. Yeah. You know, whatever your goal is, and no matter if it's in college, no matter if it's in the workplace, it works out. You ain't got to go all out of your way trying to impress somebody. And I, I even look at myself. I mean, you know... I, I've said many times before, you know, growing up in, in these uh, remedial reading classes, and I used to hate reading and all these things, and, you know, went to, you know, uh, an HBCU and all these things. But by the grace of God, I mean, it ain't nothing but God. <laughs> I, I, I look at, you know, where I am, even on my job, you know, it ain't by, it, it ain't by my credentials, you know, it, it's by the grace of God. It, you know, I, I manage folks that, that graduated from, you know, Harvard and some of these other big schools. I'm, I've been over them and still am. I'm, it, yeah. That's something. It, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to say, hey, look at me. No, no. I'm, man, I don't even know how. <laughs> I look at my path and I'm like, man, that, that ain't nothing but, but God. So you ain't got to go do all that. I mean, everybody on my team knows that I'm a Christian. I've had an opportunity in some form or fashion to talk to them about the church. I mean, I can't be blatant out there. Hey, you need to. No, it, it don't take all that. It, but they know that I'm a Christian. So whatever you're doing, how are you impressed? What are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? And you say, well, I ain't trying to impress nobody. I'm just going about my day. I'm just going about my life. You can't do that as a Christian. You are different. Not only that impress the world, but impress us. We're family. Amen. You know, this, this, this congregation here, like I said, with Brother May, I'm, I'm so impressed with this brother, mm -hmm. you know, giving us the opportunity, especially as men, to grow. Amen. We look at our young men. We try to get them working. We, we, it, it, when we have visitors, we have new folks come here. They are impressed at our young folks. And that's the way it ought to be. Who are you trying 
to impress. We should be trying to impress Jesus. Now, Jesus said, hey, you know what? Where is it? In, in, in verse, uh, at verse 10, we're at verse 10 of Matthew 8, uh, in verse 10. It says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to, them, uh, said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, not, no, not in Israel. They said Jesus marveled. And it's, it's, Jesus said, hey, I'm, I'm impressed. The centurion said, hey, you know what? I, his faith, for one, brought him there. Let me humble myself not only to get to you, but I know, God, that you are so powerful. You can do all things. All you have to do is speak it. I have faith that you can heal. You can do all things. You know, no matter what you're going through in your life, God, I know you can do it. It, it, that's who we need to be trying to impress. We need to try to impress Jesus. And, and how do you do that? By obeying his will. Be an example to others as Christ is an example to us. That's what it's about. That's, when, you, when you're trying to impress God, it's not by boasting and, 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 and you know, like the uh, publican, the Pharisee, rather. It's not about, oh, look at me, you know, I'm I, I was here on this committee or I, I, I came up here and did this and that. We don't have to know. I, I'm, I'm going to take over doing this. You know, let me, let me get up and announce it. No. It, it, God knows what you're doing. God knows what you're thinking, what you're saying. And as Brother Jackson mentioned, it, it ain't just on Sunday. This is every day of the week. What are you thinking? Every idle word that you speak, you're going to be held accountable for. So as you're at school, or as you're at work, as you're out and about, as you're at home, what are you saying? You know, these kids, you know, they, they slip up and, 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 and say a curse word out in public. And what they got that from? What are you saying at home? You are impressing upon them more than you know. You are an impression upon those that you come across more than you know. Even if you're walking through the grocery store, you are impressing somebody. You know, they say that first impression. What is somebody's first impression of you? You know, someone's impression of you, their perception of you is their reality. You know, if they perceive that, oh, they're always gossiping. They're always hanging with such and such. That's their perception of you. So if their perception of you is that, is that of a gossiper or, you know, loose, provocative what are you putting out what are you impressing or are they saying that is without a doubt that's a christian i can't talk like this around them i know they ain't gonna wear like wear stuff like this and you know god works things out he said well you know what i see that they ain't gossiping <laughs> I, I see they dressing professionally i see that they got a family life and all these things let me give them this promotion let me things just work out so who are you trying to impress? We need to try to impress God first and foremost. Yeah. And we do that by having faith in him. The stronger your faith is, the more you're going to grow. Uh, you know, it's just one thing to pray for, for strength, to pray that you grow stronger as a Christian. But it requires action. It requires you doing your part. It requi if you don't practice, then, then you're not going to get there. You know, if your children don't see you here every chance the door opens, then guarantee you they're not going to do, they're not going to be at church when they get older because that's not what you impressed upon them. 
they, did, you, did you impress upon them that, you know what, I can get over this, this addiction that I have? Because I gave my life over to Christ, and I know through him I can overcome the smoking. I can overcome the drinking. I can overcome the pornography. I can overcome this or that. If they see you do that, that's going to impress upon them that they could do the same thing when they face their trials and tribulations. So what is it today? Now, that's my message for you today is, is to be an impression. Who are you trying to impress? You're impressing somebody one way or the other. Now, if you find yourself today that you know that, you know, I, I, I know that I haven't been a good impression on my brothers and sisters here at the church. They hardly see me. They, I'm hit and miss. You know, I'm, I'm always encouraged to see brothers here. I mean, the ladies, you know, I'm, I'm not, don't think I'm not happy to see y'all. But as a, another man and as another brother, I'm encouraged by seeing my other brothers. Because you look at the church, and, and it's always low in numbers with brothers. Why is it so? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's our mancho, if, if it's our masculinity, thinking that we can handle things on our own. I, I don't know. I have no rhyme or reason to it. But I know that when I see you, I'm encouraged. I'm impressed. You impress me when you're here. You know, you say, well, nobody's looking at me. I'm looking at each and every one of you. I guarantee you, I am. You know, no matter if you think, you know, well, you know, I, I, I'm just going to sit back and I'm, you know, just going to be quiet. No, I, man, you don't know who you're impressing. Ladies, you don't know who you're impressing, what sister you could impress, what young lady is looking at you. Please keep that in mind, that you are an impression on somebody. But if you find yourself today, like I said, if, if, if you find yourself that, you know, I, I know that I've erred, I know that I haven't done all that I need to do, but that's what we're here for. We're here to admonish you. We're here to build, help build you up in your faith. Through the word of God. And that's, you know, at our 11, please stick around, you know, to our 11 o'clock. We've got a dynamic preacher getting up here in, in just a few minutes to preach. I mean, power, I already know he's going to preach a powerful message. Stick around. Keep your family around. Impress upon them the importance of worshiping God. This is God's day. If you figure, you know, I... You know, I don't know. I, I, I got, got my greens on or I need to get to, you know, whatever before the crowd gets there. The crowd ain't there today. Any day you want to get out and, and smooth sailing, you want to go riding your bike or whatever, Sunday is it. Ain't nobody out there. It needs to be the busiest day. But it ain't no crowd. So stick around. Hear this brother preach. I know you'll be blessed by it. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I, I just thank God for the opportunity that he allows me to get up and share his word. I mean, that's, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm half of you, halfway asleep probably. <laughs> but like the brother man, I'm looking really at the back. I'm not looking at you. Uh, so, but I, I hope and pray that I, I've said something today. And as always, I, I pray that God is always with me when I get up. Um, but it's, it, I hope and pray that I did said something today Amen. to encourage you. Let us pray for you, pray with you. Mm -hmm. Let your petitions be known at this time. What is our uh, song? 593. 593. Turn to 593 as we stand and sing. <laughs>